The following is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Hey guys, this is Matt Seidel, and you're listening to Keeping It Strong Style. Yo, this is Rich Ladder from One Nation Radio. This is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network. We present to you the Ace of Podcasts, Keeping It Strong Style. Let's go. It's the Ace of Podcasts, Keeping It Strong Style. Covering New Japan, they ready to hold it down. Jeremy Donovan and the young boy Josh. Come and hit a job out in Barrio the Frost. From Tokyo Dome over to the G1. Social Suplex is the network where we can get it done. I'm a chiller. And let them have it Cause this is just an intro Keeping the strong style Six stars from the get-go, boy Yeah, from Tampa Bay to the Tokyo Dome This is Keeping It Strong Style With your host, Jeremy Donovan And the young boy, Joshua Smith And thank you for listening Welcome to a bonus episode of Keeping It Strong Style Jeremy Donovan here with the young boy, Josh Smith And today we have a special interview for you with the NJPW Strong Openweight Tag Team Champions, the Gorillas of Destiny, El Fantasmo, and Hikaleo. Guys, how you doing? What's up? Glad to have you guys here on the show. Uh, obviously, we've been covering New Japan since 2017. Been following you guys' careers for a long time now. I'm sure, I'm sure our listeners are really going to uh, love what we're about to do with you guys right now. Let's go. I got my little young boy with me too. Yeah, when you say when you say young boy, I was like, hey, hold up. Y'all call me young boy still? <laughs> That's my name. Oh man, Damien. <laughs> yeah, and we're happy to have you guys. So, you know, kind of keeping in the uh spirit of Christmas, you know, you guys have been charitable here, um, offering us a bit of your time. And you guys recently did the uh the interview or the uh, press conference in Japan, you guys broke out the elf costumes and we're keeping it Christmas themed. So what we want to do here, just to kind of keep it a little different, this is going to be the G.O.D. Christmas Carol interview. So basically, we're going to uh, approach you guys with uh, some of your misdeeds from the past, much like Scrooge. You guys are, are men that were are rich in talent, but have uh, done some dastardly things in the past. We're going to look at what's going on with you right now. And most recently with, uh, with the uh, world tag league and your uh, title run. And then we're going to look at what's coming up with you guys uh, going into the Tokyo dome season and what your goals and aspirations are moving forward. All right. Hell yeah. Let's do it. All right. We've got enough time to talk about all the bad things we've done in the past. <laughs> we'll see. So, yeah, let, let's start off there. We'll start off in the past. So, obviously, both of you guys were in Bullet Club. Uh, Hikaleo, your brother, Tamatonga, one of the, the founding members of the Bullet Club. And, yeah, in the Bullet Club, you guys did a, a lot of, you know, down low, dastardly things. And so how did that kind of work out, you know, especially for you, Hikaleo, when your brothers got kicked out, you stayed with the group for like seven months before you turn your back on them. And then you ELP, you were very loyal to, to Jay White. And then he gets ousted and now you're out on a thing. So how did that kind of work being in bullet club and then leaving from bullet club? You know, Jay gave me that choice. If you guys remember back to new Japan strong out in LA, we had a match, a uh, singles match. I think it was back in 2021 or 2020, early 22. Right. No, no, 21, early 2021, we had a match. It was just basically to see 
if I was ready to go out on my own or go back to my brothers or should I stay? And that was like, a, you know, after I lost, why wouldn't I stay under Jay's tutelage? You know, one of the greatest wrestlers out. And so that choice to stay for a few more months before eventually leaving. Um, yeah, I guess you, you can say that was a bad deed of mine. <laughs> uh, turn my back against family, against blood. But I think at the end it helped. It, it, it turned out all right for me because, you know, a year later, I would be ousting Jay from Japan itself. So, yeah, it depends on how you look on it from there. It's a, it's a bit of pack mentality. I remember when the, me and Ishimori ran out to go save Tama and T, but the whole pack mentality that we were going to kick Tama out, you kind of get caught up in it and you don't really have time to like think about your actions and consequences. And I think the kind of same thing happened, you know, when Ishimori and Kenta decided not to uh, stick with my side and go with Finley's side. You know, I don't know if they actually thought it through. It's just that like pack mentality, kind of like the same thing as like riots and stuff. You kind of get caught up into it, whether you want to or not. It's just mm. contagious. <laughs> so, um, like you kind of mentioned, El Fantasmo, you were uh, loyal to to Jay during that period when he had kind of been, you know, turned on by Hikaleo. So for a brief period of time, you two found yourself at odds and on different sides of, of the spectrum in terms of like alignment. How how was that? And then how is it kind of working together once again, um, you know, since that time? I don't even really remember us fighting in Bullet Club. I don't like. I don't know if we were ever in the ring at the same time when all that was going down. I just remember me and uh, me and Kenta were just so over in Bullet Club. And, you know, we uh, we wanted to do something different. Let Jay ride into the sunset. You know, he wanted to leave and go to some fresh waters, and we wanted to let him. And then Finley came and wrecked that, and then that kind of left a sour taste in my mouth, but. I don't remember ever like fighting with Hikaleo. When... No, not that not that you guys fought, but just that he's the one that ousted you know Jay, and then for that period of time, Hikaleo's out of the group, but you're still loyal to to Jay and to the group, if that makes sense. Yeah, well, I mean, Leo beat Jay fair and square like that. Mm. That didn't rub me the wrong way. That kind of like sucked. That you're like, ah. Oh. The guy that I've been hanging out with the entire time I've been in Japan is leaving and, you know, Juice had just left. And, like, those are the guys that I hung out with. Uh, you know, it is what it is. And then, uh, yeah, then the whole Finley thing came and kind of made things awkward for everybody. <laughs> so, obviously, there's been, obviously, a change of heart, kind of a turning of, of the leaf, so to speak. But is there anything that you guys have taken from your time with Bullet Club to kind of transition to what G.O.D. is now? I think we're still, we both still have that kind of like badassery to ourselves, um, like how we enter the ring, how we uh, compose and hold ourselves up in the ring and outside of the ring. It's, I, can say, I guess you can say we're doing it nicer with a smile on our face. Um, <laughs> It doesn't feel too different now that I'm back with ELP. Um, but like you said, we weren't really together too much in Bullet Club. Um, mm. 
We did a couple of matches in England, but I honestly don't even really remember them. The only one I remember is when we wrestled Shota and Michael Oku, because it was like four days after Wrestle Kingdom. And I just remember me and Shingo flew over after doing Wrestle Kingdom. We went to some little like dinky theater in Portsmouth or something, and Shingo had to wrestle Kyle Fletcher. And I just remember we wrestled Shota and Michael Oku together. And uh, that's when I like had a kid, I like brought him into the ring. Then I was about to like give him a pair of my LED glasses, but the glass the glasses were broken, so they didn't work. So I like <laughs> snapped them in front of him and like sent him out of the ring. And oh, such like a such a good bad guy bully moment. But like, <laughs> yeah, that's really the only kind of match I remember we had together before yeah, this. And not I'm much has changed. Now you you still bring a kid now, but now you give him like a high five or yeah, you know, now it's, a hug or something. It's it's a three sixty from that, but you know a little bit of the yeah. same. Still a mindset of taking the piss out of, like, you know, bullying them or throwing their hats. Now you, like, kind of embrace them or love them a little, like, more than what they're expecting to still make them feel a little awkward and stuff, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but, like, that, like, it just came naturally. Like, I wrestled more in New Japan through the pandemic where the crowd couldn't cheer or they couldn't drink at the shows and ticket prices were more money to come to these half empty arenas where they can't cheer or boo. And you're like, it fucking sucks for us to wrestle like this, but it must suck for the fans too to have to come pay money to watch these shows where they can't cheer. They can't, you know, they, like you can't even drink at these shows because of the, the stupid COVID rules. And it was like three years of this that we were going insane, that they were going insane. That it was kind of like, I was like, hey, you guys kind of like deserve props more than we do for for keeping New Japan afloat. Because if they didn't come to these shows, like New Japan probably might not exist right now. Wow. And it was yes. one of those like or, organically things where I was like, hey, man, you guys deserve some respect. So through, through you know, going through the, the pandemic and every, every difficulty that that brought for both the fans as well as yourself, it sort of endeared them to you guys and sort of, you know, was a catalyst to this change of heart that you guys have had since then. Well, I think me, especially just cause I was the guy who stayed that whole pandemic. When everybody left, I stayed and, you know, did whatever they wanted. And that's when I did that whole like 13, 14 months of sudden death. And then was doing the tag team stuff with Ishimori and the never ending junior tag matches and stuff and you know i think the fans kind of like respected how much i sacrificed to stay in japan and then like you know that kind of i gave it started giving it back and me and kenta were in we were doing our bullet club stuff we were getting bigger cheers than some of the baby faces in new mm. japan mm. and then uh and then when they kicked me out and then you know the Tongans picked me up and welcomed me back into their family. The the fans kind of got behind them too, and Tama was already doing his uh, redemption tour, so it all kind of like naturally fit together. What about you, Hikaleo? What led to your change of heart from from uh, leaving Bullet? What made you leave Bullet Club to to join up with your brothers, join God? Um, and kind of, and kind of embracing the fans too. Yeah. Um, so that yeah, there's like two parts to that. So the first part was leaving Bullet Club. It's basically I I learned all I had, all I could from Jay, you know, and I think that showed with me winning against him. But also, 
I don't think that'll look right with me being on the other side with two of my blood brothers uh, being on the good side. Um, so that was, it was going to happen eventually. I think Jay knew it too, but he was just trying to hold on. Uh, he saw something in me special. And so eventually that happened, but I really didn't embrace the fans. And I think that's where that I still had that bullet club mentality when I was the first couple months with G.O.D., even leading all the way up until when EOP came in. I still had that. I wasn't really embracing the fans. I had that bullet club mentality where I come out, I'm here to work, I'm here to like kick ass, let's kick ass and rock and roll. But now that I've been tagging up with EOP, that's when I really understood like, hey, like you said, these are our fans. They're the ones supporting us. We need to give back to them, give back to them more instead of just being the big tough guy coming out and, and trying to destroy everything. It's, hey, let's embrace our fans. Let's give back to them. And it's been really, you know, one learning lesson after the other. Now I'm with ELP. I'm learning just how to interact with the fans and just be more embracing towards them. Mm. Nice. Yeah, we, we definitely saw that. You know, Bullet Club mentality live here in uh, Tampa, one of the, the New Japan Strong tours. You were in the, the heat of that rivalry with Jay, and I remember I was right by the rail and ringside. I threw up a too sweet to you, and you store you stared a hole in me. <laughs> so I definitely I felt that intensity when you were uh, walking down to the ring for uh, that face off with Jay. Uh, I, I was confused, man. If you remember, there was two characters that were or two fans that were dressed as God. Then oh yeah, face paint on with the, the bullet. <laughs> Uh, proof vest and they were throwing out two sweets too you know i was just a conflicted boy i was a conflicted <laughs> boy then so. dude i have tr- i have troubles when i do like the rope walk two sweet salts that i've been doing it for so long with doing the two sweets that now i kind of do like the the devil horns pose <laughs> that they'll be like i'll still i'll steve I'll still see photos sometimes where I'm doing the chew sweet just because it's like muscle memory and instinct that I don't even think about it. That <laughs> sometimes I'm like, oh shit, I got to stop doing the two sweets on these moon salts. <laughs> it's if you look at my first first match back at Corican when I had switched over, I think the first two matches I line up in the wrong corner, and then both times I kept throwing up my two sweets to Jado before our match, and I was like, fuck, we're not in this team anymore. <laughs> it took a little while to adjust, but if you go back and watch it. Don't do it because they were shitty matches, but I kept lining up in the wrong corner. The referee had to keep moving me back to, I think it was the red corner. But, yeah, it, it takes a little, it took a little while to adjust. So moving to where we're at now, you guys have uh, both joined G.O.D. This has kind of occurred since uh, just post G1, essentially. And you formed this tag team. You guys have had a lot of success. You're the current reigning strong openweight tag team champions. You know, um, winners of the world tag or uh finalists in the world almost tag. we <laughs> almost. got uh, most points in our block that's counts for something and, and you guys are on your way to the tokyo dome to challenge for the iwgp heavyweight tag team titles so um how do you kind of look at god at this point joining up with hantai do you guys kind of see it as an extension of hantai or do you kind of see it more as something that's formulating into its own um sort of identity in its own faction. I hope it's our own little, like our own identity and faction, you know, like Hantai is just kind of where all like the baby faces go when they don't have like a gang to hang out with. But, you know, we all naturally do hang out and go for dinner together. And we do hang out that uh, it was pretty easy just to 
call ourselves god like i don't think we really planned on coming up with like a new tag team name or even like calling ourselves the gorillas of destiny it just kind of i was like i just had that new theme song where it's like the elp chants and i was like well i didn't want to do that to him because when I was teaming with Ishimori, we just came out to my music for like those three years. I was like, we should be coming out to Ishimori's music. He's the legend here. I'm like the new guy. So then I didn't want to come out to the ELP song. So I was like, oh, let's just change it to like G-O-D. And then I guess the New Japan people just started calling us the Gorillas of Destiny. And, you know, I don't think we need to call us like the OG G-O-D or the new G-O-D. It's all just kind of, we're all the Gorillas. We're all Rilla. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Well, yeah, speaking of, you know, Girls of Destiny, I think the name is most known with, uh, obviously, your brother, Shikaleo Tamatonga Tangaloa. Do you feel like there's any kind of comparison or any kind of goals that you guys need to kind of overachieve to kind of live up to what your brothers did with that G.O.D. tag team name? Yeah, there's definitely prestige to the name. There's like a thing, but I don't think there's any pressure on us. Um, I think... The fans know it. We know it. We were we were just a tag team that we got put together so quick and so soon. Like, um, and for us to accomplish so much in a short period of time, it was unexpected too. I think we expected it from each other, but from the fan standpoint, uh, point of view, it was just. I honestly hope we do our own thing. I hope there's no measuring stick for us to be compared to our brothers. Even if there is, I think that's that's in some people's mind, but. I think in ours, you know, we just we're here to build a new God. You know that. And that's yeah, exactly. I don't think any any. I haven't seen any like comparisons to Tama and T from before. You know, I think our matches are so different, and we got such two contrasting styles. Even like with he's the big man, I'm the the flippy man. You know, like it's a completely different style of matches. But uh, yeah, I think I think we can all fit under the same umbrella. You know, Tama's doing a single thing. Who knows what T's going to be doing next year? You know, there's, there's the options for six mans. You know, there's uh, lots of fun options. There's obviously that we have some big shoes to fill with how many titles and tag leagues they did win. I don't even like they won six tag titles or something. Yeah, six. Shit. Like we've won <laughs> the strong, which is like half. So, <laughs> um, speaking of world tag league, so you guys just wrapped that up and, uh, before we got in the air, you guys were kind of joking, saying that uh, we're feeling a little bit uh, banged up from that. So, you know, tell us what was your experience teaming up for the first time in the World Tag League? And, you know, um, was it disappointing to not have won the finals and, you know, not carry that momentum into January 4th? Yeah, I think the path that we're on is not the ones we would have wanted or predicted and i think a lot of the fans feel the same way uh that you know obviously we wanted to win and then challenge bishmon because the winners challenge the champions but uh you know a lot of people are upset war dogs aren't in there and tmdk aren't in there but you know they didn't win and that's the bottom line and you know neither did we but we're grateful that uh Bishamon has kind of challenged us to a winner-take-all match, which I like now. You know, when you first kind of heard about it, you're like, ah, this is a little weird, but, you know, we have had that one match at Cork, and that was, 
you know, had Korokin bouncing off the rafters. And then we had the finals that had Kumamoto bouncing off the rafters. And I think you uh, put us in there again in the Tokyo Dome. We're going to have Tokyo Dome bouncing off the rafters, which maybe a lot of like Western fans wouldn't expect. But, you know, you guys watch all these shows like, you know, how uh, how connected we are with the Japanese audience that uh, I think a lot of people are going to be surprised at Wrestle Kingdom. What? kind of match they're going to get. Yeah, I mean, the the Corkin match and the 40-minute the final match was definitely awesome. And like we've been t- talking about, you guys have been getting so over with the Japanese crowd. And we know that Bishamon, they are kind of the, the number one domestic tag team. So I think you have like one of the top domestic ta- tag teams facing off against one of the top foreign tag teams. That's going to lead to um, a great match at the Tokyo Dome. Uh, but backing up a little bit, so you know, we talked about the, the New Japan strong open weight tag team championships you guys won those titles what was it like to what was it what does it mean to you guys to win those titles and and capture them from the uh the bullet club war dogs uh yeah i mean uh it just it felt good to kind of bring the war dogs down a little bit after the year that we kind of had fighting with bullet club and you know i still don't know if there's been that like decisive finish to the story that uh god and hantai and bullet club and war dogs have kind of been uh fighting in but uh yeah it did feel good i i just talked about it on the last interview but the crazy thing in that match was uh like gabe hits so hard and he gets so intense when he's wrestling yeah <laughs> that he actually like choked me unconscious when he was doing that like uh corner neck spot and it was wow. like, it was fucking crazy that like i remember like I don't remember anything. And I just remember someone like grabbing my balls and I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and then I like, I kind of like wake up and I look around and I just like feel thousands of people staring at me. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? I kind of like look down and I see Coglin's head. And then I look up and I see Gabe standing on the top rope. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? He just jumps and drills me with a, a doomsday device. And I'm like, am I dreaming or am I in like, am I in real life? Like what is going on? Like I've never been, choked unconscious before and i was like one two like naturally kick out and i was like oh my god like are we in a like i couldn't tell if i was in real life or a dream like i felt like i was on mushrooms and lsd and like off in another realm and then they picked me up and slammed me and then i was like holy shit we're in a match right now like in fucking ria goku fighting for the titles and uh dude i was just so lucky to like regain my bearing so fast and then you know somehow fucking we're there and I see Leo fucking call for the choke slam like right back to instinct, sudden death, choke slam, tope, fucking super thunder kiss eighty six. And then uh yeah, to, like just to finally get a win against the war dogs after all the shit they were causing and to like take the titles from them and like have Ryo Goku so happy that we finally won a match and to be like, holy shit, like I'm not dead, but I'm not alive. Like it was the <laughs> craziest feeling just like coming backstage. I've never felt so yeah, it was such an undescribable feeling. It was crazy. When you when you watch it back, that was and he after he tells this and you see it, Coglin has him on his shoulders, right? And you see him just like snap back into consciousness. And it's funny, but it's scary at the same time because it's it's this man was knocked out and there he is on top of another man's shoulder. And a split second later, he comes gay with a clothesline. Wow. Oh, I felt so like bad. It, yeah, it felt like five minutes. 
that whole sequence felt like five minutes, but it was like five seconds. But it's like you see, like I drop down, go unconscious. Coglin deadlifts me up onto a doomsday device. Like that's where I felt like my balls, like his head was on my balls. <laughs> then like I just felt all the people like looking at me, and then I see Gabe right there and fucking drills him with a clothesline. Yeah, it was crazy, but it it, it did feel awesome to uh, take the titles from them. Uh, but I I think we're both very aware of like they kind of just did the strong open weight tag titles and the IWGP tag titles with Bishop on and Aussie open earlier in the year. And then they kind of redid it at mm-hmm. uh, the American shows or the, what was it? Independence day or something. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Doing like a, another like winner take all at wrestle kingdom that it's like, I don't know what we're doing with all these titles, but uh, you know, we're, we're motivated to win them both and kind of pressure them into combining them into the main tag titles like you know we obviously want to win and be the 100th iwgp heavyweight tag team champions i think that'd be a huge accolade especially after all the losses we've endured this past year but so one one quick thing before we jump into the final couple topics here so you guys like you mentioned were in that finals match with bishamon which again was pretty incredible and we saw a different side of you uh, kind of breaking out some more hardcore type tactics and kind of going for 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 broke in that match as opposed to you know the the style of match that you had worked the rest of the tournament was there a reason that you guys decided to kind of go that way and to you know use the tables and everything like that or you know what what was the reason that uh you kind of approached the match that way we were battered bro <laughs> yeah, plus they're the six time oh not six, they're what two time um tag league champions. Mm-hmm. You gotta pull out everything towards them. And after a tournament like that, that stretch of a tournament with eighteen matches, twenty one days, you just gotta leave everything You gotta you gotta leave it all on the table, literal literally. <laughs> yeah. But, but that was my dumb mistake for calling for the table. But um yeah, even when we did the the super power bomb. They had mm. already kicked. They already um, after our choke slam. They uh, the super was it the thunder kiss. They countered out of that. You know that's when you gotta start pulling stuff out of the the deep playbook. And, you know with me going to the top rope there. You know we'll try and catch them next time. But you know you're just trying to grab different moves, move sets and whatnot. And so that super power bomb. That's a call back to the original God to the first God. Um, yeah, I think at that point in the match too, you're just trying to figure out how to take down these two-time tag league champions. And sometimes you just got to put it all out there like how we did. Yeah. And I know everybody in that match walked into that match, not at a hundred percent. Like, I'm not like joking. Like I felt worse at the end of tag league than I did when I did best of super juniors and the G1 back to back in the same year. Wow. Like it, like it was a grind. Like it was the house shows, the house lights, like the fucking undercard matches followed by the, the tag league matches followed by the fucking traveling, the no days off and the shitty hotels and everyone's just beat up. And then finally you get to that last show where they have like that big arena with the ring lights and the big stage. And you're like, fuck yeah, but we don't feel 
great. And, you know, that's when we kind of like, let's, let's do a thunder kiss through a table. And <laughs> we got, we got to pull out the big stops because I don't think we could beat them in a normal tag match, to be honest, just with how we were feeling. Yeah. Well, let's uh, get into the final segment here. Your, your ghost of Christmas future. Let's talk about what's in store for you guys in the future. So you guys mentioned, you know, we have a double title match at the Tokyo dome and, ELP, you said that your goal is you guys want to unify the belt, so you don't want to defend them separately. You want to kind of create a, a single tag team championships in New Japan. Well, we, I mean, we just want to do something different. You know, the they've already done the double strong and IWGP, and you know, there there isn't really strong shows anymore. Like I think New Japan's kind of going towards like a more premium live events in the states you know they want to do like a big battle in the valley and i know like what's coming down the pipeline is like big shows so i don't know if we necessarily need like the strong titles like i feel like i feel like new japan has a shitload of titles anyways Mm -hmm. that uh like i think it would be cool that you have like the hundredth iwgp tag team champions fucking put the belts together make new titles make something nice and new look cool do something different you know that's that's what we, that's what i want to do whether it happens or not we'll yeah, see I, but i agree plus the strong belts you know the war dogs destroyed those things man they we've had to literally like, put those things back together and <laughs> yeah, fucking super gluing them the fucking <laughs> bolts are all falling off like you like just stop throwing the belts around the ring guys like because the next guys who wear them you're like you, you can't even like put them on your shoulders. You have to like strap them around and the fucking pieces are falling off and the little like new Japan lion marks are fucking, you got to glue them on every show. Like, come on. Yeah. Plus it was supposed to be exclusively to the U S but within the year, you know, it's mainly in Japan now just to keep it, um, just to keep the defenses up to date. So why not unify? Why not try something different for this? Hopefully hundredth championship. Or, you know, we just retire them and then uh, we sell them to fucking the highest bidders and then use that money to buy new IWGP heavyweight titles. That'd be cool. <laughs> so with, with um, you know, obviously this this match that's coming up is, you know, the, the biggest of your guys' uh, tag team, you know, time together. You're looking to win. Um, you know, what are the goals as far as the tag team is concerned beyond that? What are you hoping to to do to like stamp your legacy as a tag team in new Japan. I think hold it as long as possible. Hold, if not one unified belt then both belts, defend them both in America in England, anywhere in the world, hold them as long as possible and just keep our name etched on that, uh, on that belt for as long as possible. Yeah. I just want to use these belts to keep our, uh, our star power growing in Japan. I think a lot of the uh, Western fans don't realize like how popular we are in Japan right now. And, you know, they can't even keep the ELP towels stocked to sell them at the Mm. shows. Even like the new uh, blue gorilla one t-shirt that he's wearing right now. Like, like they're having troubles keeping them in stock at the shows. Like they're selling so good. And, you know, I just want to, yeah, I want to try and get to be the most popular foreign tag team that New Japan's ever seen, you know? Yeah. And I don't think that's out of the possibility that of, you know, we're close. And if 
we can pull it off at the biggest stage of the year at Wrestle Kingdom and get a big win against the most dominant tag team and then come out with new t-shirts and new towels and, you know, keep keep doing new things. I think it's entirely possible that we we could be like the top uh, gaijin babyface tag team of all time. If you ever get a chance to go to Japan and go to one of these shows, all you will hear is ELP, loud women, loud babies, loud men, <laughs> high-pitched voice, ELP, ELP. Yeah. It is absurd. Like, when I, when I faced Naito, all I heard was Naito. This is, I would say, it's at the same level. When we come out, all you hear is ELP or ELP, ELP. It's... You know, that's why he pays for all my dinners. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that's definitely uh, lofty goals there for the tag team. I think also most people know that you guys are great singles wrestlers before you became a tag team. Hikaleo, you won the, the strong open weight title. Phantasmo, you won several Super J Cups, Rev Pro, British Cruiserweight title. Do you guys have any singles uh, aspirations for next year while being in this tag team? Well, I think, of, of course, we're all like. As singles wrestlers, you always want to be good singles wrestlers. Like right now, we're focused on being uh, the best tag team wrestlers that we can. Like you know, the success that we've had so fast. Like, like how many matches did we have before even like tag league started? Like, like less than ten together to then go into tag league and like kind of like find our footing as tag league progresses, and then ended up finish with uh, the most points in tag league is pretty remarkable but you know the, the new japan calendar is kind of like set every year like who knows how far we could go on a new japan cup run and you know i assume we're both going to be in the g1 when that comes if we stay in new japan you know you don't know what's going to happen uh with contract season and stuff but <laughs> yeah we're we're two great singles wrestlers but like right now we have the tag team momentum going and I think we're both committed to seeing how far we can raise GOD's stocks. Yeah. If hypothetically, you know, you guys end up putting your your views on the same title or wind up across from each other, you know, in one of those New Japan Cup rounds or in the G1, how is, uh, you know, how do, how what is like the, the ethos of like this GOD and how you guys will handle, you know, conflict like that a loser leaves japan match that's what we're doing <laughs> oh shit too soon baby too soon <laughs> no i think it's just i think it's just like any other way that how a baby would do it is just we go out there and compete and see who the best is at the end of the match you know there's no bad blood we know what has to be done and we're both fighting to better ourselves and better each other so if we were to come face to face, I think it's it's mutual. There's no bad blood in there. Yeah, I think it'd be awesome. Just you know, like the, the way I tell him ideas of tag moves, and he's got his ideas for what I can do with mine. And you know, like we both have our signature move set that we've somehow figured out to combine in our tag matches. That it would be awesome to to do a singles match, knowing each other so extensively. Like I know what he's going to do before he knows what he's going to do. You know. Mm. Like, I think that would be a, a lot of fun, but all I know is I ain't taking one of those fucking chops. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So, uh, you know, you also you guys you got Bishamon coming up at the Tokyo Dome. Uh, as of right now, it seems like Bullet Club is kind of in the rear view mirror as far as facing those guys. You you've kind of beat the War Dogs. Seems like Finley and all those guys are kind of in the rear view. So, what are some other teams or factions do you guys want to mix it up with next year? Uh, we had a, a what? Go ahead. I like to go, go along with uh, yeah. United Empire. We haven't touched with United Empire at all. They were in different blocks this year. I like to go with them. Um, I like to go again with TMDK. Um, yeah, those two. Yeah, I think, the, I think TMDK are like the, the standard bearer for Japanese tag team wrestling. Like, I remember I used to watch them in Noah. Like, even before I went to England to wrestle over there, like, I've been watching them since, like, 2007 or nine or whenever, like, they started going over. So it was awesome to get into the ring with them. Like, uh, we really enjoyed wrestling Monster Sauce. Mm-hmm. You know, they yeah. kind of have, like, the same, like, big man, flippy man dynamic that, uh, you know, like, we had a lot of fun wrestling them in our in our tag league match, but something that I was thinking about the other day on when I saw on Twitter, I was like, I'd really like to wrestle uh, Balor and uh, fucking what's his partner's Damian name? Damian Priest. Damian Priest. Yeah, I think that's like the same kind of like pairing of like the big, the big man and the the littler athletic man. I think that'd be a lot of fun. I don't know if it would ever happen. In the but you know you never know what's going to happen in pro wrestling in 2024. Mm-hmm. Well, one thing before we let you guys go, and uh, this is by request of my girlfriend. Um, you guys probably don't know this, and I can definitely say huge fan of both of yours now. But in the early iteration of your run in New Japan, El Fantasmo, I was a bit of a hater. Longtime listeners of the show kind of know that uh, I had kind of not been the biggest fan of yours and why bro me, why <laughs> because i had i had bad takes and she said you know you you talked shit you were mean and now you got to pay the piper so at her request can we get a little bit of the old elp giving me what for give me a little bit of a roast for uh for having such bad opinions well, uh, I mean, I don't think the the listeners can see the little shit stain on your upper lip, <laughs> but uh, for us here, it does look like you have a little smudge on your little upper lip of of feces, and that feces would be your bad takes, brother. But I mean, come on, man, you guys, you guys knew what I was doing. I was going out of my way to piss people off, like you mm-hmm. guys. You know, I was, I did. To, to I can't fair. remember all the shit I did, but I remember when I did like the music licensing thing. Yeah, or like a, I had like I had the new song ready, but it like it wasn't ready for the thing. So I was like, well, why don't I just like take away the music rights mm-hmm. and then te- tease like the new theme song and then trolled everybody by having it on mute and you know doing all that fun stuff. I was I was going out of my way to trolling <laughs> smart marks and stuff like that. Well, to be clear, I, I was team ELP from day one after uh, you and Ishimori against uh, Osprey and Robbie Eagles. I, I was sold. I was like, strap this man up, give him all the belts, let, <laughs> let him flip all over the place. I, I, I'm in. <laughs> dude, that was dude, that was an awesome match. I was in Kagoshima. So that's I was really hoping uh, the semifinals this year was going to be in that same arena. But it wasn't to be. We were in a little shitty like house show arena, but 
Yeah. Dude, I had so much fun teaming with Ishimori and especially Osprey and Robbie Eagles, that that one tag match that we had. The funny thing is the rematch that we had in like the Super Junior Tag League, like it was like a few weeks later or something. Mm-hmm. The night before, we all went out drinking uh, and partying in the Tokyo Dome Hotel until 5 a.m. And we're all like shooting on each other. I, like, I remember I was trying to like tap out TJP or something. <laughs> and I had, I had split my head open. Uh, by knocking it against the wall and it was like 5 6 a.m and no one knew what to do so like rocky went to don quixote and got super glue and they like super glued like the back of my head uh shut but like they didn't know how to like close it so they had to like put like toilet paper or something so like i remember like i woke up that day to wrestle robbie and will in the main event of corican with like a, a four five inch gash in the back of my head <laughs> and if you go back and watch it you'll see like a little like white caterpillar of like super glue and toilet paper in the back of my head it was not uh it was not awesome man well before we let you guys go are there any final um anything you want to leave the listeners with to uh kind of promote the upcoming match that you guys got coming january 4th fucking buy an airplane ticket and come watch it live because you don't know it's going to work on new japan world (laughs) (laughs) that is the best advice i can do fucking save your 9.99 fucking buy an airplane ticket and fly to tokyo and come watch wrestle kingdom live nice well you guys have any other uh, plugs you want to get in here for listeners to tell you where to follow you online any other projects you have working on yeah follow me on patreon patreon.com backslash hiku's hub all behind the scenes stuff, all the drinking, all the hookers, and we we don't want it. Oh, I'm just kidding. It's <laughs> cool stuff back there. Join it if you want. Nice. What about you, Yelpia? Anything you want to plug? Uh. Any any music? Any 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 beats you're working on? Oh, I just finished the Wrestle Kingdom entrance. Ooh. I just showed him. Uh, it's not. It's the same theme song, but uh, I updated the visuals a little bit, and yeah, I've, I've gotten lucky that I can kind of talk to the production team in Japan for some things, and kind of like choreographed how the the visuals and the lights are going to look for Wrestle Kingdom. So I think it's going to look awesome. I'm excited for that. I'm a big presentation guy. I like having control over that stuff. Nice. Definitely uh, looking forward to checking that out, man. Yeah. Have you guys ever been to a Wrestle Kingdom live? Not Never yet. been to Tokyo, no. It's, Shit. Awesome. it's on the bucket list. It's so much better than watching it uh, on New Japan World. <laughs> <laughs> even when like even when it works, like the uh, yeah, I don't know, like just there's a magic in Cork and Hall. Especially when it's full and you know the the fans over in Japan are so much better than American fans. Mm-hmm. Of like just they're into everything. They're polite. They're they're happy. They're excited. They're drinking, but they're having fun. Like when you like when you get them rumbling, you know, oh, like it. It's such like an atmosphere that I don't think the uh, American scene gets. Like wrestling in America is still awesome because they do they do a lot of like chants and stuff. But mm-hmm. like the like Ria Goku is such like a cool venue you can like bring your own drinks inside and like watch like it's just yeah so awesome you guys got to come to Japan yeah it is fucking expensive and far from Florida but (laughs) I think the plan had been just literally just prior to the uh 
uh, pandemic. What's wrong with me? Yeah, the pandemic. We were planning to go, and then the pandemic happened, and it kind of fucked everything up for us. That fucked everything up for everybody. Like that. Like that. Honestly, that's why we're so like lovey dovey with the fans, man. Like I was there that whole pandemic, and the amount of shit that they had to go through. That it's like I'm gonna give the love back for as long as I can because these fans deserve it. Because yeah. Without them, we wouldn't have New Japan right now. Well, we are two of those fans, and we uh, appreciate you guys, and we, we wish you the best uh, coming up here on January 4th, and we look forward to uh, the long title reign. Just like Bob Holly, they, they should put the belts on you guys, and you beat everybody. Beat everybody. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. I mean, I know a lot of people have been calling for that rocket strapped, but, you know, I think uh, – They've put it on my back a few times and I've failed to light it off. So Russell Kingdom is going to be a huge uh, what if moment, whether uh, I can light that rocket or whether I got to go elsewhere and start from scratch. We'll see. But Russell Kingdom, January 4th. Are you guys staying up late and watching it live? Or are you going to wake up and watch a spoiler free? I think I'm going to wake up live and watch it just to make sure, Shit. sure, no spoilers. And then you guys, you guys got to work. Uh, I took the day. Off. That's where it's fucked. That's where it's fucked up that it's like it's on Thursday at like midnight or something. Yeah. We, we take right. the day off. We actually, I take the fourth and the fifth off every year. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So that's yeah. fun. Yeah. Yeah. See, I'm like, I'm West Coast. So I like, Ninja Event comes on at 1 30 a.m., which is like fine. But I don't know how people on like East Coast watch it. Yeah, it's rough. I don't do it all the time, mainly for the bigger shows. And yeah, it's you know pounding some energy drinks um, and <laughs> trying to stay yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, like there is nothing. There is nothing better than watching wrestling live. Like even when you watch AEW, you can watch it live. But if you don't watch it live, it doesn't have that same excitement. Same with New Japan. I feel like mm-hmm. a lot of the people will be like, "Oh, World Tag League was forty minutes. Uh, I don't really want to like sit there and watch it." But if you're watching it live you get caught in way more mm-hmm. and that's kind of that i think that's one of the biggest difficulties with being a fan of new japan in the west it's just it's impossible to watch it at 4 a.m live every day yeah yeah knowing that the match length and the results definitely i think yeah it ruins it but if you go in there you know blind not knowing how long the match is what the spots are who won yeah you, you get caught and invested in there and like you mentioned, the crowd in Japan is so special. It's the way that they ooh and awe and react to things. Their reactions are so much. I feel like a little bit more genuine than American fans. Oh, it's so authentic, and they're like they're actually cheering for you. And you know when I'm in there, like it was like the what, it was like the last 15 minutes of the match. It was like two on one basically, but like I'm fucking beat. I'm exhausted. I can barely lift my arm. But like you have the people like firing up with you. Like it's such like a, a contagious, crazy feeling that doesn't necessarily come across live when you watch it on the screens and stuff, but I hope you guys can get to Japan one day and, and experience it. Like, especially like Naito and Sonata is going to be crazy inside the dome. Hmm. Nice. Would you say that that's the match you're most looking forward to besides obviously the match that you guys are having? Uh, like, I mean, it, it, the spectacle of it. Yes. I don't think on paper it's the match I want to see the most, like work rate wise, as you guys would say. But <laughs> like when you get a main event Naito and Sonata, and the people are going to be losing their mind, and people are going to be standing up, and like like we kind of like sit in the the dugout in the Tokyo Dome and just like kind of absorb it. 
uh, you get goosebumps. So I'm looking forward to seeing if uh, if Naito can do the roll call or if Sonata stops it, and you know who knows what's going to happen. Maybe one of you guys uh, stop it. <laughs> uh, uh, no thanks. <laughs> Hopefully, how's the torture grow some balls and they fucking run in? That'd be dope. <laughs> well, guys, thanks again for uh, joining us. Uh, next week, we will preview Wrestle Kingdom 18 with Chris Samsa. So, if you enjoyed today's interview, please consider making a donation. Visit socialsuplex.com slash donate and click on the donate button under the Keeping It Strong Style logo. Make sure to connect with us on social media on X. The show is at KI Strong Style. You can follow the network at Social Suplex. You can follow me at Jeremy L. Donovan on Facebook. We're Facebook.com slash Social Suplex. Also join us in the Wrestling Squared Circle Facebook group, Facebook.com slash group slash Wrestling Squared Circle on Instagram at Social Suplex on Reddit. I'm the pro black guy. Josh is keeping a strong style. You can email me, Jeremy at Social Suplex.com. Check out all the shows that we have here on the Social Suplex Podcast Network, One Nation Radio, hosted by Rich Latta and James Boyd. All Things Elite, hosted by Floyd Johnson Jr. and Austin Tumowitz. Imps, WWE Adventure with the Implications, Matthew Mayer, and Wrestling Art with Chris Things. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a rating and review, and we will catch you next week on Keeping a Strong Style, the ace of podcasts. Thank you for listening to Keeping It Strong Style. We'll see you next time.